Welcome to our online service this morning. We're so glad you joined us. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas and we look forward to seeing you in the new year. The stars are brightly shining. This is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared. And the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices for yonder breaks. A new and glorious morn.
Well, welcome to our Christmas Eve service. I hope you're warm wherever you are. I'm bundled up here. Uh, it's a beautiful night in uh, San Diego as we gather to celebrate Jesus' birth. I want to read some scripture to you about the glory of God announcing Jesus' birth. This is out of Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, uh, verses 8 to 15. It'll be very familiar uh, to you. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I mean, imagine that experience. Uh, oh my, from then on, uh, those shepherds had stories to tell. Uh, imagine this, uh, many, many years later, a young man approaches an old man sitting in the shade overlooking a field. This is the shepherd's field in Bethlehem where this took place. I've been to that field. It's a beautiful field, still a big field, where shepherds watch sheep. It's grassy, uh, rocks. It's, it's quite rugged uh, and beautiful. And on a starry night, it's magnificently uh, quiet uh, and uh, a great place to uh, capture your thoughts at the end of a very long day. And then in the midst of it, this. So imagine, years and years later, a young man approaches an old man sitting in the shade overlooking that field. Excuse me, can I ask you a question? I heard you were there on the field that night. The angels appeared with the heavenly host of some shepherds. A young man talking to a very, very old man. And the old man sits silently staring off at the field as if somebody's just reminded him of something and then turns to look at the young man. A very thoughtful look, responding to his question. Yes, I was there. I was a young shepherd sitting by the fire with my father. Well, what was that like? It must have been amazing, says the young man. And then there's silence as the old man shakes his head slowly with a look of wonder on his face as he's reliving that moment with his dad by the fire when the angel of the Lord appeared and the heavenly host appeared with the angel. And he starts to speak. He says, his glory. Then fades off into silence, simply saying, his glory, his glory. The young man says, I, I understand if you don't want to talk about it. No, no, it's not that. I, I, it's not that I don't want to talk about it, but it was so holy and so good. I, I never felt more alive. I feel unworthy to talk about it and unable to describe it adequately. It was 
amazing. I've treasured that day and every day since then, and soon I hope to see it again, face to face. I so look forward to the glory of God. He he says, you know, I just can't believe that the Messiah would appear to shepherds in a field, simple shepherds guarding the temple sheep. And my whole life since then, I've been asking the question, why? And every time I ask myself that question, sitting in this place, looking at this field, I say, thank you. To God be the glory. Well, the glory of the Lord. Uh, Do you have a mental category for that? The glory of the Lord? Does that resonate with you in any way? Can you imagine what that might look like, feel like? Uh, As we read about the glory of God in God's Word, in the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, uh, we see that that the glory of God confronts us and reveals some things about God to us. Uh, In the case of the Apostle Paul, persecuting followers of Jesus after the resurrection of Jesus, as the early church was um, thriving and growing in Jerusalem, he seeks uh, to persecute and prosecute uh, Christians wherever he can go and find these churches. On his way to Syria, Damascus, he's encountered uh, by the Lord, and the glory of, of the Lord shone around him, and in this case, blinded him. You see, the glory of God confronts us with our sin, with our anger, with our alienation from God, from ourselves, from other people, from all creation. Now, in the shepherd's case, uh, something was revealed to them. Their eyes were open. Paul's were shut. He became blind until God healed him. But the shepherd's eyes were opened, and yet they were gripped with terror and awe. But they saw God's glory revealed, and it was wondrous for them. They were, they were transfixed by the presence of the angel, and then by the presence of the heavenly host, all reflecting God's glory. We see in the Old Testament that Moses came down from the mountain, having been given the Ten Commandments, glowing with the glory of God. The people requested he wear a mask so they wouldn't be distracted by it. Every time they saw him, he was so glowing with God's glory. They said, please wear a mask. It's intimidating being around you. The glory of God reveals God's character, and it reveals ours. Isaiah saw the glory of God, and it revealed his unworthiness and his sin. He's in the temple. We see this in Isaiah chapter 6. An Old Testament prophet is being developed through an encounter with the glory of God. He confessed his sin, and an angel touched his lips with a coal from the altar, cleansing him and purifying him. It revealed his sin and it revealed God's character. And then God raised him up and said, I want you to go and tell the people. And Isaiah said, here I am. You see, the glory of God calls out of us the very best things that God has created us for. In fact, artists paint halos to symbolize the glory of God and its effect on people. Have you noticed this? Classical art, you see halos painted around people. What are those about? What's usually depicted is a a mellow effect like personal mood lighting or something. Like a spiritual fashion accessory. No one seems gripped with terror. They're more impressed or or benignly indifferent. 
But we know as a viewer of the painting, this person has been touched by the glory of God. This person is bearing the glory of God. That's what that halo tells us. Janet and I know a lovely lady who is a professional model. In any room she enters, she instinctively stands or sits wherever the light is best. And after being with her in different social situations, I said, you're very particular about where you sit or stand. And she smiled and laughed actually and said, well, yeah, it's my little secret. I said, oh my gosh, because you're a model and you're constantly being photographed and filmed, you always are looking for the best light. She said, exactly. And it became our little secret. From then on, whenever we were with her in a social setting, I always would look at her and we'd smile I, because I knew and she knew that I knew that she was sitting in the best place to receive the best light. Like the saying goes, we all want to be seen in the best light. We all want to be seen in a good light, right? The glory of God was the best light to support the angel's message. To make the biggest impact on these shepherds for what was to follow next. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good, no good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The heavenly host appeared. This heavenly army appears as if uh, the light has now expanded. The glory of God has expanded, not only to show the shepherds the angel, but now, oh my gosh, look at the fuller context. The heavenly host, these, this fearsome presence of God's uh, created uh, uh, angels, uh, God's warriors, God's messengers. And they burst forth into praise to God, singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Can you imagine the sound of that? The power of that moment. You're not just hearing the sound, you're experiencing the sound of their praises to God. And meanwhile, you're surrounded by the glory of God, revealing all this to you. And so the shepherds went to see Jesus. Wouldn't you? I've got to see this. I've got to find out what this is about. Let's go see the baby. Let's say you're here tonight celebrating Christmas Eve. We're here to honor the baby. But the baby, he was born to redeem all creation. The glory of God draws us to Jesus. That's what the glory of God does. It makes us hungry and thirsty for what God alone can provide. And having seen him, I bet it took just a moment and then a lifetime for those shepherds to sort it all out. And so the young man coming to the older man years later saying, tell me about it. And the old man saying, I'm just still sorting it out. I'm still in a moment of awe and wonder, no longer afraid, but deeply, deeply thoughtful about my encounter with God. I hope that describes you tonight. I hope that describes you as you move through the rest of this year into the new year, that you'd be thoughtfully aware that the God who lives in perpetual glory wants to bless you in such a way that you would be filled with his joy And that's how it is for everyone who draws near to the glory of God in Christ. There's a deep sense of wonder and awe and thankfulness at the goodness, at the awesomeness of God. So because of Christmas and, and Easter, we now bear the glory of God. As we receive him into our lives, we, we receive his glory in us. Not that we possess it, but we get to bear it. We get to reflect it. 
as we learn to walk with Him. God's glory surrounds us every day. It's reflected on us every day as we, as we walk with Him in newness and fullness of life. When we come into His presence, and we can acknowledge His presence anytime and anywhere. Not by saying, hey, I'm bearing the glory of God. Or not saying, hey, do you notice anything different about me? But simply being aware of His presence like that old man, years later, still thoughtfully reflecting his experience of being in the presence of God and yearning for that presence for the rest of his life. The Apostle Paul described it like this, I've become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in all its fullness, the mystery that we celebrate tonight that has been kept hidden for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this ministry, of this mystery, to which Christ, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, Paul says, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. You see, it's not just a moment, a transforming moment. It's about transforming momentum. God calling us into a life-changing experience of Him, one day at a time, now and forever and ever and ever. Amen. And so it's not the glory of our perfection. It's His perfection making us alive in Christ. And so the more we grow in Him, the larger He gets, the more impressed and awed we are by His glory. We start to see it for what it is, more and more and more. And so we reflect it by confessing our need for His absolute grace and by receiving that grace by faith and learning to walk in that grace and live in that love that reveals the glory of God. And that's why imperfect people like us can gather like this tonight celebrating Jesus. We express gratitude and joy because God is filling us with His light and His love. We are irresistibly attracted to His light and the warmth of His love. Draw close to the Lord. Receive His embrace. Be filled with His light. I love the way Leonard Cohen says it. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a hole in everything. That's how the light gets in. God wants to fill us with His love and His light. The glory of God. The hope of humankind. And so receive the glory of God. Be filled with awe and wonder, but do not be afraid. Glory to God in the highest. Why? His favor rests on you. His favor rests on you. With that in mind and that in heart, I, I pray and hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. God bless you, and uh, let me pray for us right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you that we uh, yet again gather on this very special holy night to celebrate your birth, to recognize your goodness. You come, uh, you, you come among your, your creation, fallen, broken, alienated, yet deeply yearning for, for what you alone can provide. And so you've come, you've announced it, you've done it, you've demonstrated it. And now, Lord, we get to proclaim and teach and experience it one day at a time, now and forever. So we thank you and praise you for this holy night and for the holy day that represents Christmas, uh, Jesus' birth, and for every day that becomes holy because of that. So we thank you and praise you in his high and holy name. Amen. 
Well, I want to give you a benediction, a blessing, and then we have a couple of, of, of important announcements to let you know what's happening on Christmas Sunday and then on uh, January 2nd. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us all, giving us his love, his hope, his mercy, his power, that we might sing his praises and enjoy his mercy, both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have a service on January 2nd, but there will be only one service beginning at 9.30 a.m. After that, come on out to the lawn and join us in having brunch. We'll have lawn games, crafts, and a very special giveaway. We'll see you there.